Hello, hello, Ota Fest listeners. It is I, Angelo, and I'm here with Jay and Nancy, with Nancy and Jay, and Angelo. One of those is me. And Jay, and Nancy, and Angelo, but mostly Jay. I'm here. It's mostly me. Bow to me. I'm not worthy. Bow to the leader. Bow to the food. Yes. No. The food submits to me. It becomes calories in my belly. You think you were born in the food. But I I screwed this up already. Oh, my God. You did. (laughs) That was a good try. The food is your ally. But I was born in it, molded by it. Molded I didn't have food. dessert until I was already a man. What a sad Ouch. existence. That is that is one heck of an instance of delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I have had delayed gratification over the course of this pandemic because there are certain things I will not have unless it's like pretty much as fresh as possible because let's be honest, you know, most of the time, uh, you know, you try to cook as much food as you can, but there's some stuff that you can't make as well. So you invariably go out to the services of a professional in order to obtain said item, in this case, food item, so that you can enjoy it at its maximum tastiness. And one of them was like pho, and I haven't had pho in all the time that we've had the uh, pandemic, except until about uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was finally able to pop that bubble, and I was super happy about it. Since patient zero coughed on yonder shore, the man has not imbibed yeah. the Vietnamese soup. And also sushi was a big one. God. Like, yeah, some people fair. would order, I know, takeout, and I just, like, I, I, I don't want to commit to It's nicer to go to the place. Yeah. Uh, delivery, delivery just doesn't work for things like sushi. And fo- I mean, people can be like, oh, yeah, you can go to that. I'm like, but I'm paying the money. In fact, I'm paying extra money, especially if you're getting delivered. To get it delivered. And I'm getting a worse version of it. Uh, Dio you know? yeah. on multiple times. She's like, we, "I want to get ramen. I want to get pho." And I'm like, "Let's let's be real. If we order it through through DoorDash or Skip, uh, the odds of it it's coming and being you. like spilled or not good or just maybe he got Cold. stuck in traffic, mm-hmm. so it's colder or the noodles Bad are soggier." Texture. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's it was legitimately um, not worth getting, and I I want to yeah. go for some nice ramen soon. Mm-hmm. Soon. Agree. I agree. So um, one of the benefits of living where I am is that I can walk down to a place and order takeout and immediately sit down outside on a patio and eat it. Fair. It helps. It helps. But like if if it's going to be winter and I'm going to be cold and I'm going to be home and pretty homebound and I'm ordering in, I pretty much set my expectation that it's not going to be as good. Quite frankly, if if this year follows a pattern similar to other years, we might have snow two days after this podcast airs. 
I, I knew you were going to say that. Like also two true. days from now, we will have snow, most likely. I'm not saying that you're wrong, but you're probably right. <laughs> I mean... I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. And I don't hope I'm wrong in the opposite direction. I don't hope it snows mm-hmm. before this is even out. Yeah, that would that would be weird. Mm-hmm. But also I'd be really disappointed from like a home maintenance standpoint because I've been... So on Saturday, which Saturday. was... Saturday. Saturday. So on Saturday... I got my ass out of bed and we went outside and raked all the leaves up and, you know, mulched all of it and threw it in the green bin. My green bin was full Mm -hmm. and I didn't even get to like the 80% mark. So you're like, oh, you know, it's fine. I'll wait for next week after this this one goes out and it's emptied. I'll wait for next week and I'll do the second round because there's still leaves falling, you know, whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. If it snows before then, I'm going to have a ground full of soggy, dead leaves. That is so much more annoying to clean up than just, like, freshly fallen or, like, fallen and dry leaves. True, true. I just don't want to have to deal with that. Uh, we like- had our leaves raked up. We raked up all our leaves uh, earlier this week. And you can't tell. Ooh. You can't tell. Yeah, You can't tell. It's, uh, there's already more all. leaves now than there was when he raked them up. Same. Same. I don't think I've touched like, a rake in like almost a decade. Yesterday, we raked up some leaves, <laughs> made a pile, and uh, threw Ilya into it. And it was the cutest thing ever. Oh, my God. Please tell me you got video We've of that. I've tried to recycle There, there is some images, some pictures, I believe. You tried to mulch my granddaughter. How dare yes. you? Please no. <laughs> yes, we were we were oh certain God. she would fertilize the lawn well. She, I mean, she probably Speaking would. All that fur. Oh my God! No, I mean, those toasty marshmallow ears. There, there's nitrates the and uh, and fertilizers in dog poop and pee. As long as they don't constantly do it in the same place. But let's be real, you got to pick up those uh, those puppy landmines. No one likes stepping mm-hmm. in those. No. Be, be a good pet owner. Pick those up. Yes. I almost got adopted by a cat on the weekend. Ooh. We came across a stray, and it walked us to and from bubble tea and almost came home with me. I was just like, oh my God. on the way back, we were already like, what should we name her? Is it even a her? It's so cute. What would we name her? Oh, God, what am I doing? I shouldn't do that. It's not even mine. I can't name it. I once got Did escorted we- by a cat while walking to a bar, and it felt kind How- of magical. Except yeah. I got I got up to an intersection, and he wouldn't come closer to the intersection. I was like, "Well, that's kind of smart," but then mm-hmm. he started like meowing at me, being like, "Come back! What the hell? Where the hell are you going? You're mine now. You belong no. to me." And I'm like, "No, I'm going. I'm going to Wings Night. It's down the road." So, I uh, don't know yeah. if cats like. I'm sure there are stray animal populations in Calgary, just like there are in any major city. But I don't really know if we have any significant stray animal population to the ability where I think I could ever say that if I saw a cat or dog wandering around outside, I would not assume it was already owned. Like, it's, I, I just don't think that really happens in Calgary. Like, yes, you could, ad- quote unquote, adopt an animal that you see outside uh, that is of the dog or cat variety. 
but I would always be like, I'm pretty sure this has already been owned by somebody. <laughs> you know, I want to argue with you. I want to disagree. I'd be like, of course there's stray dogs there. Of course there's stray cats. And I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, you know what? No. No, I don't really think no. that way. Back in Windsor, it was different. Back in yeah. Windsor, there was a stray dog that lived on our on our street that just all of the neighborhood kids just loved. We called him Shadow because he was like a big black lab. No one owned him. He would just occasionally walk by when we're playing in the in the yard, and we'd just all pet him and hug him and have a great time. But huh. uh, over here, over in uh, Calgary, even when I was living in Oak Tokes, it doesn't really seem that way. Like, you know if why? I saw a dog or a cat, I would never think of, oh, that's a stray. I'd think, oh, weird that they're out here, but okay, have a good day. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that, like, uh, whatever dog and animal service bylaw isn't doing a great job. You know what also does a great job? The coyotes. Oh, jeez. Wow. Yeah, you're right. You are right. But wow, I, I wish you weren't right. And I wish I didn't think about that. I, th- I think it's a <laughs> yep. big part of it. Same. Uh, wow. We really do not. We don't have wild, or sorry, like feral animal populations the way that a lot of other major cities do. It's weird. But we, ha- well, we also no, just we we compromise that with wild actual <laughs> animals that, you know, Eat. Having having an outdoor cat <laughs> is illegal in Calgary. So if you have an outdoor cat, you you may want to think about that. I have yes. seen. I'm not joking. In the time that I've been in Calgary, which is you know something like a decade and a half at this point, I think I can count on one hand the amount of times I've seen an animal outside, like uh, a a pet like animal outside and I that I wasn't sure if it was like an indoor or outdoor animal kind of thing. I saw like I saw one a, a cat a black cat outside uh maybe a month ago with no collar or tags, but I was like you just look like a well taken care of cat overall, so I just I I assume that you're just going to go home later. Like yeah, but I just that you have a home to go to. Yeah, that someone no, feeds you. Yeah, that you don't have some little den somewhere underneath someone's porch or whatever it is. It's but like, uh, yeah. outdoor cats—they're harmful to the bird population. You know, you cats know? are extremely harmful to they're, wild to the wildlife. Almost to local. They're almost wildlife. as harmful to the bird population as Jay is to the turkey population. Oh boy! No, the, I'm harmful to the duck population. The turkey population. Yeah, I would. Is, I would say duck well, I heard that turkey. you had a turkey dinner for fun. I for heard myself. that you weren't even. You weren't even hungry. You're just like, there's a turkey. I'm cooking it for dinner right now. Yes. Hold on. I, I, I heard. I, I heard sous vide was involved. I hunted. No, those are two separate things. I hunted down the one that was uh, walking around the. <laughs> community last year <laughs> no you didn't yeah you no, can't I didn't say hunt that down turf. no 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 i you don't, can't I don't say even know that. the name coyotes of that claimed that kill probably uh no i just i was kind of bored so i just decided to make a turkey dinner with i didn't i th- we talked about this last year um i didn't prepare a whole bird i prepared a turkey log okay but it okay, was still like log. yeah yeah we talked about this last year like instead of going to do a did whole turkey, did you get turkey, one of the, because... the stuffing stuffed turkey logs? This time I did. Last time I got a meat only one. I was like, they were okay, but the the stuffing in the stuffing, uh, in the tr- logged, the stuffed logged ones. Jesus, that was so hard to get out. Um, they're not bad. 
Uh, I made some gravy the, to go along. When Got the some stuffing, more stuffing is in the turkey, stuffing. when the stuffing is cooked in the turkey, it hits different because it gets the the rendered turkey juices permeating it. It's so mm-hmm. much better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also harder to cook because there's now so much more stuff inside of a of a bird. But yes. since you have a boneless one, it's way easier. Yes, it only even with stuffing, it only it cooks from frozen at for three hours, and it's a uh, I think a kilo and a half of meat. So it's like, sure, that's still pretty damn good. Yeah, that's like cheaper, three pounds it's cheaper than meat. a turkey. Goddamn, it's cheaper than a turkey. A turkey's like thirty bucks. And a log is uh, 15, depending on where you get it, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. Where'd you get yours? Uh, Superstore. So nothing fancy, you know. But they had it. I think they actually get cheaper as uh, the holiday season kind of comes. Thanksgiving Mm. is coming. They absolutely do. Well, once Thanksgiving comes around, like the closer you get to the day, there's a sweet spot like two or three days before Thanksgiving where they're trying to get rid of as many birds as possible. It's uh, true. But like the day of or the day before, uh, they're all that you have left are either the shitty ones that are too small or the super expensive ones because every other one has been picked over. So like you, mm. you want to get it like. Sometimes a few days, like four or five days in advance. That that seems to be like a good sweet spot. Yeah. But I uh, didn't I didn't have like the whole deal. Like I didn't do like a pumpkin pie or anything like that. It was really just the cooked food plate. But it was great. That's really fair. hit really I hit can't the, argue. the note. Like in the same vein where I I really love uh going out for like Peking Duck on any given for any given reason, like not just, oh, we're celebrating something and then having like excessive amounts of it. Turkey dinner mm-hmm. is one of my favorite sort of like Western meals, but you can't get it all the time. And it's kind of annoying mm-hmm. because it's a good meal. Oh, I don't understand is. why I can't have it the same <laughs> way I get like steak and potatoes. You know what I mean? Because mm. the reason is because it's not popular enough in the down, in the downtime, in the, uh, the off times, it's not popular enough to justify uh, killing the whole bird when maybe one person or like three just people take the long in the part restaurant of the turkey in the night might want some. Yeah, mm. like that's the thing. Like in a restaurant on any given night, a regular mate you'll maybe get like two or three customers. But I just so feel like I just feel like we're, we do that because we just have a lot. Like we just do it with chicken instead. Like you can go to Swiss Chalet and get like a rotisserie chicken meal. But I just I want to get a you rotisserie can. turkey meal. I don't know. You can't, and that's that's the thing. Like uh, back when uh, back when I lived with my dad, it was mm-hmm. always the thing where we would deep fry the turkey. We would do that outside. Yo, we deep fry any wow. house fires. Wow. It's good. It was absolutely amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Wow. And uh, the next best thing that I have to imagine, I have to imagine sous vide turkey with a nice deep fried I've... finishing would probably be the best. Maybe, but I don't know. You have to. You'd have to get it. It would take like twenty four hours of sous vide. I will explain the part about the sous vide part. But Nancy, I think, has something. Question: How well does turkey freeze? Uh, If you debone it, it freezes very well. I think. Because, like, I I know there are some meats that. 
other other I guess, but like there are some meats that just go absolutely rancid if you freeze it. Like, like lamb what? is one of them. If you freeze lamb poorly, it it tastes awful. So are you talking pre-cooked or post-cooked? Pre-cooked. Cuz I mean, if okay, if we know that there are seasons for turkey With and we turkey, know that there's a season where they, you, get you know, it from try the to store, it get will rid be rock solid frozen. Like fr- right. flash frozen. So there are. So, very, I don't know if I've ever had a non-frozen turkey in my life. I, so I guess what I'm saying is, can we stock up on frozen turkey and just have it throughout <laughs> the year? I have. I have something uh, for you here uh, <laughs> because I didn't write this down, but we've you've activated my trap card. I Damn it. bought a sous vide. Uh, that's why a sous vide came up because it was just an impulse buy. It was like. I don't know. I, I, I've wanted a sous vide for a long time. I found it on Amazon. I don't usually buy stuff from Amazon, but I don't care for a sous vide. I was just like, I'll get it. And it was only like 80 something bucks from down from like 100 something. So I was just like, all right, I'll take this one. It has the good review ratio to price ratio. Um, you know, it was less than 100 bucks, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll get it. It came in like two days after I made the order. And in the two days I was making the order, it wasn't like really I was trying to do this. But while I was grocery shopping at an aforementioned superstore, because that's what we like to talk about on this podcast is groceries. Uh, <laughs> is It's happened before. I found um, racks of lamb for 10 bucks. So I bought eight of them. <laughs> Damn. Intending to sous vide at least one of them to see what that was like. I did that a couple of days ago over the weekend. My God, it was amazing. I I can believe it. I imagine. Because I've never really had a lot of sous vide stuff yet, but I know as a cooking technique, it's something that's really good. And, you know, I did it. I, I defrosted a, a rack of lamb because uh, I bought the frozen stuff. And then, like, which is fine because it was done professionally. So it's fine that it was frozen. Uh, And then after I placed it in the water bath, cooked it that way, and then, you know, took it out, I seared it uh, on the outside to make sure you got, you know, a little bit more texture and and, and everything like that. But when I was, like, cutting it up to sort of, because I didn't really want to fork and knife it uh, at my desk, as I sliced it after I took it out of the water bath, or finished cooking it, rather, the... uh, medium rareness of it was amazing like it was just so even and thorough and like so tender that's so the whole point i i know in my brain that sous vide is worth all of the stuff and i have never actually had sous vide food yet i just have a high opinion because i know it's good just oh i didn't i, I didn't even get i didn't even get the the, vac, the vacuum sealer because i was like you can absolutely just do it with, uh, like you know, is it block a bag and then and then sealing it in the water bath, kind of. Yeah. You know, so I mean, it worked. Everything worked perfectly. It was the most tender and juicy lamb I've ever had, and lamb is usually like that, anyways. But my God, it reached new levels, and I am Did very you get happy your with mint that. Purchase. Jelly with the lamb. I do mint sauce, not jelly. Ooh, that sounds uh, good. Yeah, it's a, it's like this Egyptian mint thing that you can buy. It's, it's European, but my family has always done it 
with like lamb chops when I was a kid. So it's very much a nostalgic thing. And we've just never went with mint jelly. That's fair. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's very fair. But I would recommend it. It's very easy to use. So, so you had you a culinary adventure over the last week. You had turkey. You've had lamb. Tell yes. us about the tsukune. Tsukune, first of all, is like chicken balls, but not the balls ah. of a chicken. But they're like uh, sort of in a way that you could do like chicken sausage, for example, except you don't do the casing. So it's like a mixture where you have like onion, green onion, uh, maybe a little mirin. Um, with is it like chicken. a chicken meatball or is it like breaded and coated? No, it's like a chi- it's like a chicken meatball, and then you you cook it on a stick. What is one of your favorite things? Yes, <laughs> it is a stick meat food. <laughs> yes, every if you put food on a stick, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like some lizard part of our brain or oh, absolutely it something is. about like because everything that you cook on a stick, you're usually doing it over fire or something. Yes, when you put food on a stick. It tastes better. Yes. It just does. Uh, but yeah, we made some sukune, which is like we didn't uh, we didn't go with all like traditional stuff. We had like a bunch of different seasonings. Like we had some yuzu uh, hot pepper sauce. Oh, we my had God. like uh, yeah, we had like a nice teriyaki sauce. We all uh, we had a sort of Japanese red pepper seasoning um mm. so we had we made several different batches made some nice white rice and to have it over just because i don't know that kind of stuff always goes well with white rice exactly in, in my opinion there's very few things that don't go well with white rice cake you've just haven't done it yet <laughs> what i feel like no. i feel like rice has been used as a dessert thing a actually lot. you're right it's, rice it's pudding now yes. that i think rice about pudding it. oh my god like, well, but that's not plain pudding. white rice though it's not it's not the white same rice. but it still uses rice oh my god mm-hmm. one time this happened a long time ago uh and by that i mean like maybe two and a half years ago mm-hmm. uh so there was a lot of leftover rice we made stir fry for dinner there was a lot of leftover rice and uh the next day when I was coming home from work, it was just a leftovers night. What? No big deal. Mm-hmm. So I'm very tired. The kitchen is kind of dark. I take a scoop of the rice. I take some of the stir fry. I microwave it and I head upstairs and start eating. And I'm like, this, this tastes funny. <laughs> this tastes off. Uh-oh. And I look at it. And I look closer. And there's raisins in the rice. And I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And I, and I look closer. I turn the lights up. And the rice is more like brown, and then I realize it's it's creamy and cinnamony. Oh. And so over the course of the day, my mom had taken the leftover rice. Your rice had fermented and made rice into pudding rice out pudding. of it. <laughs> it fermented itself into but rice. Butter. Unfortunate way to find out, but yum. <laughs> you just oh, know you God. just picked up you just picked up dessert earlier than you thought. So you had the you had the the spicy, the beefy peppery veggie stir fry over top of the sweet creamy cinnamony raisiny rice that it was just you know the two on each of the separated taste fine but the stuff that's in the middle Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's a problem that is a problem uh yeah but i have had uh 
I've had a lot of different food over just the last week just because I have some friends that wanted to do... We, we haven't... My, my high school group of friends, which includes some people from OdaFest at this point because I brought them into OdaFest. Um, one of our friends who lives down in this who moved down to the states for work he comes up back uh uh, every uh well he comes he technically comes back every year but we don't always get to see each other uh just sometimes it's timing or whatever it may be but we got to get together uh very recently which was great but then um because we are a very food motivated group of people we made some we made some more stuff at uh home uh, had poke for the first time, which oh. is, I mean, I knew I was going to like it. It's basically sushi in so many ways, except like saucier, you know? Yes. But it is, it was great. We had like tuna po- poke that we made at home. So super tasty. My super first taste. time having poke was poke. uh poke. Is it pronounced was, uh, poke or is it poke? I, I have it was no poke. idea. Poke. It's poke. Is it poke? I was pretty because sure every poke. time I say a poke bowl, I I I feel like Nintendo's gonna sue me. Oh, they're waiting. <laughs> they're I, I waiting. feel like they are. Uh, but it was why don't we have Loop. a Poke Bar called the Pokeball yet? Doug Bowser is right around the corner. Being because like, Nintendo will sue it. them into oblivion. That's why. As long as we don't use anything that's obviously branded Pokemon colors, it's fine. Come try the, the Magikarp Poke Bowl. You have a white bowl, and then you put some red sauce on the stuff over top of it, and Nintendo's there with a the cease and desist. And the police. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you were uh, saying, anyways. <laughs> so the first time I had it was at a place in Martaloop called uh, Pacific Poke, and uh, I, I didn't know what I was getting going into it, mm-hmm. but I came out with some, some bowl full bowl. of some pretty good rice, but then you got, mm. uh, you got, I had some like spicy salmon, some Not tuna on top, veggies. some, mm-hmm. some uh, jalapeno pineapple salsa, some, mm. some like pickled onions, some, some corn something or other. I can't remember. And I was tasting it. And every mm-hmm. bite that I had was a completely different flavor profile. And every single time I was just like, my mouth is watering more and more. Mm-hmm. I just need to shove more of this into my mouth to keep the water at bay. And, uh, yeah, it's great. I, the first time I ever had poke, I actually regretted not getting a larger bowl. And that Whoa. is not something you ever hear me say because I'm a, like, I eat like a bird. I, I sort of pick at stuff and I, I stop and then I eat a little bit oh, more and then you I stop and whole. Then, <sighs> Jay, why did you have to go there? That's um, how birds eat. You said eat like I a eat bird. like a bird. Birds eat things whole. You ever see Standing a pelican up, looking at the ground and then pelicking up the dirt for a little while? That's how. That's how. So, I don't usually want more because usually when you go to a restaurant, they give you portions, and usually those portions are designed for someone who's like twice my size. But in this case. I was Everyone actually still hungry by the end of it. Mm-hmm. I wanted more immediately. Not like I wanted more later. I wanted more now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, although I, f- I haven't felt that way because of portion sizing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I felt that way because holy shit, that was delicious. That has yes. been my experience. Before we get anywhere else because we've already mentioned Nintendo I need to talk about 
the Mario movie voice cast. I need to talk about it. It's such a weird cast. It's, Mm -hmm. first of all, one of those, like, star-studded casts. So if anyone hasn't watched it yet, uh, Nintendo has uh, their Nintendo Direct uh, news releases, press releases. And if you haven't seen this yet or uh, haven't watched uh, anything about it or read anything about it, you're not a nerd, probably, because it's all anyone's talked about for the past like three days since it came out because it's insane <laughs> they it had really they, is. they had a bunch of game announcements no one cares it's fine there's like splatoon and bayonetta and some other stuff it was cool you can buy a new game uh you can buy a new n64 controller whatever mm-hmm. get out of here mm-hmm. they announced the but mario no. movie voice casts this is a project that's probably been going on for i think at least the last year maybe the last two years but they finally came out with the american voice cast i can't actually say that i can imagine the voices they will be using i have no the only thing that made sense to me was jack black as bowser yeah like that that was like charlie day i can understand that but everything else, what everything is this twisted timeline that we live in? In that Charles Martinet can live and exist in the Mario movie, but he isn't the voice of Mario. <laughs> I, I, honestly, that took me about as much surprise. As finding out that not both Key and Peel were going to be in this. This is basically cultural appropriation. <laughs> what, wow. what boggles we're my gonna mind. We're going to go there. What boggles my mind. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but none of the people who they really announced are professional voice actors. They are no. not. Uh, the, they're doing fair, that thing. They're basically all professional actors. That's yes. That's but there yes. is a clear and, delineation. And, and they've all acting probably skills had, don't always translate to voice yeah. acting. Skills. They've all pr- had some uh, experience in voice acting, but it doesn't make them voice actors in the same way that if I go on stage and did a skit of Romeo and Juliet, it makes me a thespian. You are like, now a stage actor. Yes. When when I look at the roster, uh, even though I like everyone who they were talking about, like every single person, I was like, I like that actor. I like that person. I think they're great. Seth Rogen. I feel like they're just saying these names to make it so that parents will take their children to the movie. Yeah. It, it's just blasting the, the media with names to make people interested Instead of blasting the media with the Mario they to get people interested given, in the Mario. They should have just given Charles Martinet credit for half the voices that he already does. And he just has to do like eight roles throughout the whole movie. It's, it's like when, what's his name? Eddie Murphy did like that one movie where he's like six different people Everyone. in a family. Yeah, uh-huh. and that's fine. I if that movie can exist, why can't Charles freaking Martinet exist in the Mario movie as Mario and Luigi and Wario and 
I don't know who else he does, but those are at least the main boys. I'm very disappointed. Nintendo. Keegan-Michael Key is going to be Toad. I don't know if how to Toad, process this. I can't do the voice. But if, if Keegan-Michael Key, God bless his soul, I love him. But I love he, him he too. can't go, hello, kind of thing. Don't want it. <laughs> what I can't, I, I personally can't imagine the character is just like speaking real dialogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, has there ever been a yeah. Mario game where he's he's saying more than "Let's go, it's a me" and things like that? Like, I don't ha- want has him. He ever I don't been... want him to have a conversation. I want him to tell me it's a time to go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like it's it's just uh, I want I Peach to just problems. be like <laughs> I have and less like, problems wonderful. with the cast of the Mario movie and more problems with the existence of a Mario movie. And maybe this is like some kind of PTSD from the old '90s Mario movie because mm-hmm. I remember watching that and I remember being so confused. And I've, I've never I was like, seen I was the trying to like it because it's Mario. But at the same time, like even little child me was like, what the fuck is going on? And I would movie? also like it to I've never seen the original Super Mario Brothers movie, uh, which is I've heard is a curse upon our kind. However, we should watch it. Sometime, I would love but... to oh just because I like the actor. I want John Leguizamo to be in the Mario movie again. You know what, Jay? You know, the cat's night we had uh, two years ago. <laughs> We should do that with the, the right. Mario Bros. movie. <laughs> Fine. Because it's it's actually a legitimately enjoyable train wreck. Okay. Wow. I, I will say yes. Yeah, okay, let's do it. Yeah. yeah I'm not doing anything. We should definitely do that. But, uh, uh, like, the other thing, one other sentiment that I've heard of mm-hmm. is I've heard multiple people say, why didn't they get Danny DeVito? He's got a good enough voice. He's got the right body type for Mario. He's not traditionally attractive but he's mario attractive and my and i was just like okay here's the problem with using danny devito you're you're chasing the ghost of captain lou albano at that point it's true and i was just about to say it's too bad about both lou uh lou albano and uh danny wells because they would have been oh to have them in the show would have just on been one like, hand, it oh, would have been very chills. nostalgic, but it would have been bad. It would not. The old Super Mario Bros. Super Show was not good. It was. Oh, it, oh, was no. it was. It was not, not good. good in a different way than great. the movie was not good. But it was beautiful and great. It oh. was. Oh, nostalgia chills. Rest in peace, Danny yep. Wells and Lou Albano, our true. Super Mario Bros. They really committed to those roles. It was great. Oh, they did, though. <laughs> Let's be fair. I'm not saying that they did a bad job. It was just... A product the of era the 90s. Was not, it was a product of the 90s. Like, I, I grew up in the 90s, and there was a lot of things that should stay in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Does anyone remember... No, I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole right now. Um. <laughs> what rabbit hole? What the, are we the going rabbit down? hole of '90s shows that we won't we won't go down again. Oh, like Mummy's Alive. <gasps> Mummy's, Mummy's Alive. Alive. Oh my Such god! Such a good show. 
Gargoyles. Did... Oh, Gargoyles was actually Gargoyles. no. I love Gargoyles. Gargoyles was amazing. Mummies Except alive. for that last season that no one. Uh, oh, we're talking about anymore. like like badish nineties the... cartoons. Yeah, we're talking about the. Oh, bad ones. you know what was really a product of the nineties? Even though I feel like I looked this up and it was actually a product of the early two thousands, the Donkey Kong Country three D CG cartoon. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Also, I remember, like, the Spider-Man uh, 3D-ish cartoon. Wait, Ooh, what? I don't remember that. A 3D that was, Spider-Man. That was sort of a late 2000s entry. Okay, I, if that was late uh, 2000s, I understand, because there was a 90s Spider-Man. Yeah. And that was absolutely, like, that was, Gold. for my generation, the iconic Absolute Spider-Man. Unit. I mean, yeah. like, that was about... the definitive Spider-Man until the Tobey Maguire movies came out. Yeah, uh, we could talk about true. all sorts of like I don't I don't really know about the the bad the borderline bad ones. Like, there's a lot of ones that I I love just for like pure nostalgia. There's like Hey Arnold and yep. Hey Arnold was legitimately good. Yeah, like mm-hmm. like I oh ah uh, 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 real monsters. Ah, Real Monsters was amazing. And you know what? I I did not think about Ah, Real Monsters for like a decade. Mm -hmm. And then Nickelodeon Smash Bros. comes out and they've got Oblina as a playable character. Yeah. Yep. That that, that was the the little black and white stick with lips. Mm -hmm. For anyone who barely remembers that show. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, also Angry Beavers. Do you guys remember Angry Angry Beavers? That was okay. It was an amazing show. Yeah, it was that hilarious. Was so it was, you know, it was you know such a good precursor to the regular show. Oh, yeah, I guess similar. Yeah, huh? I can agree with that. A show that so I good. didn't understand was Doug. You know what? You're right. And uh, the older I got, every now and then I would think of a scene from Doug and I'd be like, wait a minute. <laughs> I get it now. Am I growing up? Am I turning into a real adult? The older you, when we're kids, we're SpongeBob, but as we get older, we turn into Squidward. Like, uh, what was it? What was it? Mr. Dink from Doug, like the the mm-hmm. the, the the Dinks who lived next door to Doug's family, and how they were always like displayed as absurdly rich, mm-hmm. and how they were always like doing whatever the hell they wanted. And I was like, when I was younger, I was like, well, who the hell are these guys? And why do they just live in a normal neighborhood if they're so freaking oh. rich? And it didn't realize until Dio said that we're dinks. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? And she's like, uh-huh. double income, no kids. Yep. And then it all made sense yep. because children are so goddamn expensive that from the they perspective are. of family with children, any family without children yeah. must be Looks goddamn wealthy. loaded. Yep. That's exactly uh, what it was. And I had that exact thought, like, not even that long ago. It was 20 years <laughs> after I watched this cartoon that I understood one of the main supporting cast's names. Mm-hmm. I, Patty Mayonnaise. I can, name, I can name another cartoon that actually does fulfill uh, the, the perimeters we set before, which was, like, Street Sharks. Oh, my God. I knock love Street off, Sharks. Knock off Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, basically. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I remember those. There, yes. there were three. There were three specific cartoons exactly like Street Sharks that used the exact same uh, formula. The first mm-hmm. one was obviously Street Sharks. The other one was Biker Mice from Mars. Yes, yes, that was the other. The third Biker one, I mice can't from rem- Extreme Dinosaurs. I think that's what it was. Extreme Dinosaurs. Oh, Cow Damn. and Chicken. Cow and Chicken. Yep. That was uh, a weird Extreme one. Dinosaurs was literally just dollar store oh. uh, street sharks. 
Tra- uh, Beast Wars is getting a sequel. Oh, I really? heard about that. Yeah. Are we allowed to call it Beast Wars now instead of Beasties? Beasties. In Canada, no. We still have to call it Beasties. Oh, okay. I, I actually, I heard about this because there's one uh, one of my regular viewers in my stream chat is a yeah. huge, huge Transformers fan. Oh, yeah. And mm. somehow, at one point, we got onto the con the, the, the subject of Beasties. He's like, yeah, there's a new one coming out. And I was like, what the hell do you mean there's a new one coming out? The last one was in the freaking 90s. It was by the same production company as Reboot. And the first one or two <laughs> seasons gone. were great. And then it got into like the Transmetals versions and everything was super shiny and just used like fong shaders. And yeah, it looked yeah. awful. And it stopped uh. making sense. And then I was like, wait a minute. It never made sense to begin with. It's mm. called but Transformers okay. Rise of the Beasts, I think. I can't find a lot of information on it except that... Ron Perlman is Optimus Primal. Wow. What? <laughs> well, I'm going to watch that. Did they just make the best one? Yeah. Yeah, they know. did. It just happened. I think I'm going to watch that. Peter, Peter Cullen's still there, apparently, as Optimus Prime. I don't know how that's going to work. It's going to be well, like... Black Widow still around? Okay. So I didn't uh, understand this I for the longest it, time. Maybe. And I still barely do. Yeah. But like Optimus Prime truck, Optimus Primal gorilla and then yep. every other optimus prime in every other series are different characters even though they're literally the exact same guy they i don't understand it it's basically jesus resurrecting leadership every spark. time but that, that that's exactly what it is they have the leadership spark or whatever it is yeah, i don't yeah. pretend to understand it i don't care about it i just watch the fun robots fight yep robots. giant robots you got me and there if, if we have giant gorilla optimus primal as Ron Perlman. Mm-hmm. That's right. The gorilla is playing the Ron Perlman. I am here for it. Speaking of Fong Shaders, reboot. Mm-hmm. Because Fong, principal office, yes. you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. That voice acting in that show will forever be one of my gold standards. It was so good. Reboot was legitimately so amazing. It was amazing. I mean, like the and animation has not aged, a but like it was a forerunner that didn't get a lot of well, penetration into the U.S. So it's actually, it's a it's a unique Canadian piece of content. I, I, I right. disagree about the animation not aging well because it was self consistent and stayed self consistent throughout the basic majority of its run. Mm-hmm. Like except sure, for that last bit. The last season, they changed up some of the uh, some of the animation and tweaked it to be a little more, a little more advanced. But like for the most part, it was very consistent. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, like the, I... the major points where they could have been inconsistent, they played around it in a way that only reboot could. Like uh, take uh, Megabyte, mm-hmm. uh, his three D model. If they tried mm-hmm. to make him sit down. The legs would have clipped. It would have looked bad. It would have been weird. It would have been an obvious. So what error. do they do? They just they detach just his entire torso. Detach his entire torso. His legs are standing beside his big imposing chair, and he's just floating in it. And you're just like, mm-hmm. he just yes. puts himself into his legs whenever he feels like going for a walk. The legs are his accessory, and that's yep. the way it should be. Yep. And it's I great. mean, because of silly little bullshit like that. I feel like that reboot has the self-consistency that even now, even 25 years later, it's not bad looking. It's different looking, certainly. 
but it's not. It's bad. a little more. It's a little more reminiscent of like '90s cartoon animation, and I mm-hmm. kind of like that. Yeah, I like that it has that look. Like I personally don't think it's bad, but that's because I'm looking at it from like a childhood lens. Yeah, and I have like attachments to it, and I think it's fine and perfect and in all of its forms. It's a good thing that they never made a sequel. They really just honored yep. the never sanctity of mm-hmm. original reboot. And yep. never corrupted it in any way, shape, or form. Yep. Yep. Jay, never. you asshole, I legitimately didn't know something like that happened. Nope. It never happened, yeah. Angelo. I don't know what never. you're talking about. They made they made nope. the, the, the four seasons and then they had a couple of movies and that was it. They, they had some comics and you know that was it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very well done. Good decision making. Yep, that's there. that's all that's all. It has a legacy and it will stay that way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just like <laughs> this episode. <laughs> yes. So, goodbye, everybody. We're cutting it off before it becomes too long and veers off We're in directions it off unknown. Before it becomes a reboot of something that's not needed. Exactly. Goodbye. Good night, everyone. Mm-hmm.